Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Eyes Up Here. I'm your host, Lindsay Palos. I'm so happy that you joined me today because I have a really fun guest in the studio. She was Playmate of the Year. I watched you on TV growing up, um, <laughs> model, now animal rights activist, environmentalist, businesswoman. I want to hear all about your life. This is Jade Nicole. Hey, that was a really <laughs> big introduction. I don't know if I can live up to that, but it's actually crazy because my Playmate of the Year year mm -hmm. is 10 years ago today. <gasps> what? 10, today? not like today, oh, like this cool. year. It came out in June, so. Wow. But isn't that crazy to think? Someone mentioned it and I was like, oh my God, I feel so old. Wow, no, I but. really first watched you on The Girls Next Door and then yeah. I saw you on The Hills and then I like stalked you for life and then I was lucky <laughs> enough to get to meet you when I moved to LA. Yeah, I've kind of bounced around to like a lot of different reality shows. It's really funny. I don't, I'd never aspired to be on reality TV. And growing up uh, where I was, I didn't even have cable. Mm -hmm. So like I didn't have MTV. I didn't even know like what that was. And then I moved here and I was dating someone that was on a show. And one time I just showed up somewhere and like basically got tricked into being on camera. <gasps> Wait, you didn't know you were showing up to that no. party? Because I know exactly the show and I know exactly the guy. It was Brody, yeah. right? And uh -huh. that's, you looked so good. I didn't want it, thanks. Not in this one episode because I was completely not prepared. And they were filming and I was refusing to be on camera. Because I'm like, no, no, no. Like, I don't, mm. don't want to do that. And so yeah. we like had a couple drinks and they're like, oh, we're going to this after party. And... Granted, I also had my Invisaligns in because, you know, like when Invisaligns are all the rage, like yeah. I, I got them. Wait, hold on. Let me pause for listeners. She's talking literally about the show The Hills, like the, <laughs> the reality show, crazy phenomenon. And she was dating Brody Jenner. Yeah. So, so we showed up and like no preparation and they started miking me and I was like, what's happening? He's like, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm like, I have to take my Invisaligns out. So I had to like hide and like take my Invisaligns out. It was super embarrassing. That is so sweet. And then I was just like, it was just not okay because when you don't no um you're not used to being filmed yeah like you don't prepare yourself properly like I was dancing and being like drunk and stupid and like you know just like shit talk like you just don't think about it go oh, you yeah, leave you, you go to the bathroom and you don't take your mic off yeah, I'm like peeing on mic <laughs> yes it was terrible so I learned a lot of things from that first season for sure because I just like was not prepared and then I would watch it and be like why did no one tell me these things like wow. no one prepared me for this um, so yeah, it was a real interesting start. So they kind of like <laughs> dropped you into the show yes. and then you came back for other seasons. So that yeah. would have been more formal. That so the was first the time... very, very first time. Wow. So then after obviously that we, everyone had like a conversation about like what was going on moving forward. And right. like, the other times I knew that I was being filmed. Um, but yeah, I mean, I knew I was being filmed then just not beforehand. So yeah, it was a crazy experience. Oh my and God. then we did The Girls Next Door. It was kind of at the same time. Yeah. Because um, I was living at the Playboy Mansion then. Oh, my God. So sick. Girls I'm Next dying. Door show was really fun. I love that show. <laughs> Me to too. Death. Me I too. really love that show. How was living at the mansion? Oh, my God. It was really fun. I mean, I think that it's not how people perceive it to be. How Everyone's so? like, you, everyone that lives there, like, sleeps with half. Mm -hmm. And everyone that is a playmate, like, you have to go. And I'm like, no. He, when I lived there, he had three girlfriends. Mm -hmm. Um and he was loyal to them. Like, he didn't hook up with anyone else. And, like, none of the playmates uh -huh. hooked up with him. And yeah. we, I lived on property for the first couple months. And then I moved to the Bunny House, which is, like, our, um, like, the playmate house across the street. That was, like, a just a big 
mansion full of hot chicks. <laughs> it was really fun. I mean, it's cool. You, I'm kind of socially awkward and I'm not great with people. So it like forces you to um, get to know people. And, uh, and it was fun. I made a lot of friendships that I still have till today. So, oh my God, I bet. Um, yeah. I was going to say too, people always think, you know, a Lothario or someone like Hugh Hefner <laughs> that everyone has to hook up with him. What do you think makes a woman want to hook up with a man? It's not going to be some sleazy guy who is like making you or like, yeah, it's not a requirement. Like that doesn't make girls want no, to and be it, your girlfriend. And this is the thing too, is like Hef was such a boss and he was so sweet. When I first met him, he's like such a gentleman. Mm -hmm. He doesn't like, he doesn't have that like creepy come on to you vibe like no. it wasn't like that at all like girls were going after him like hard all the time like every party there was girls lined up like wanting to be in there and he was kind of like eh. like yeah it's totally the opposite of how people like perceive it to be where he's like oh you can be famous if you're my girlfriend like no if you're if you shoot and you get approved you're a playmate yeah if you want to be a girlfriend and like you aggressively you know go after that then sometimes it works out but um, the two of them are not one and the same. <laughs> oh my gosh. So wait, so you're from Canada. Let's go backward. Yes. Tell me about how you got to LA. <laughs> so I had been modeling since I was pretty young. Um, when I was a kid, I modeled for a bit and then I stopped. I started again when I was about 15. And when I was 20, um, I got booked on this like last minute car show job, uh, SEMA in oh, Las yeah, Vegas. It's like a huge car yeah. show. And um, I think I was eight, 18 or 19. So I flew down and I was like signing posters, you know, the standard stuff. And right. for me, it was super fun. It was my first time to Vegas. Oh, yeah. I'm like from this small town. Like I wasn't even old enough to gamble or do anything, but I still just like loved it. It was so beautiful. Oh my God. And um, a photographer approached me and was like, hey, like, do you uh, ever do shoots? And I'm like, no, I'm from Canada. Like I don't live here. And he's like, oh, like call me. And like, you know how many of those you get, especially so like at the beginning. So before I was just like, uh, exactly. Before was this before like all social media, basically like, right. my space days and um I was like eh, eh not really interested and then he had started sending all these models to the booth to like t tell them like how to tell me how he was such a great photographer oh, that he was legit yeah and I was like oh okay like I had like four girls come over that were like super beautiful and like showed me pictures he had taken yeah and so he hired me for a shoot and it was in the Florida Keys so of course oh, I was wow. like 100 percent and uh, it paid like a thousand dollars, which like at the time was like time. so much money. I was so excited. Yeah. And uh, while I was there, he was like, "Have you ever thought about shooting for Playboy?" And for me, I'd never seen one before. I thought it was like porn. Oh, I was really? like, "Oh my god, no! Like that's pornography!" Like I, <laughs> of course not. I'm like always super like modest, and like I'm the person at the gym that would like change in the bathroom stall Aww. like back in the day, and. Then he's like, no, like, that's not what it's like. Like, let's, you know, look at one. And he showed me some photos he's taken. He's like, plus, if you, you know, submit and they don't like you, you don't even have to make the decision. Yeah. And so I was like, eh, all right, like, whatever. And so he submitted me. And uh, I'll never forget because I was, like, at home. Uh, I still lived with my mom. I was, like, vacuuming at oh the house. And, uh, <laughs> and they called me. Uh, one of the head editors was like, we want you to fly to L.A. and stay at the mansion and shoot. And I like almost had a panic attack. Wow. And um, I told my mom and she went out and bought me my first Playboy ever because I'd never seen one. Oh, so my God. Cute. She went out and bought it. And uh, we looked at it. And it was really pretty. It was actually Sarah Underwood's love. She's so gorgeous. Perfect. Her pictorial was beautiful. This is her playmate before she became Playmate of the Year. Oh, wow. And uh, I was like. 
fuck it, whatever. My mom literally was like, you're only going to be young and hot once. So like take advantage of it. I was like, wise words, mom. That's so sweet. <laughs> yeah. She's a smart woman. <laughs> so yeah, that, that was it. So I flew down and uh, I shot. And while I was shooting, I got approved for Playmate. And they're like, we want you to come back in two weeks to shoot. And I was like, having several panic attacks. Oh my God. Um, but it was a great experience. I mean, it was so legit. The studios that they shot in were like insane. There was like 14 people on set doing like lighting and oh, I love that. styling and like hair and mate. There's just like so much going on. And uh, yeah, it was really cool. And so- So you were super rest, young. Yeah, well I was, uh, when I shot my first one, I think I was n- 19. That's baby age. Yeah, I was, wow. I was young and then uh, I was, 21 I think when my uh, other one uh, my Playboy of the Year came out wow yeah that's a good so. long Playboy career <laughs> kind of yeah I mean it it gave a lot to me I mean I literally would not be living in Los Angeles without it so like I you know some people look at it and like oh do you regret you know doing it and I'm mm-hmm. like of course not I wouldn't no. be here I wouldn't have know the people I know I wouldn't you know be in this position that I am doing what I am now if it wasn't for all of that so I'm extremely thankful for it oh I love that story yeah and you really banked off of it you said you were on (laughs) Girls Next Door Playmate of the Year which is huge don't you win like a ton of money yeah you get a hundred thousand dollars and a car and like a bunch of other like stuff I got like I used to play the guitar so I got like a really cool custom Playboy guitar and um just like a whole bunch of other uh cool stuff but then you travel the world for a year, basically doing like appearances. Back in the day oh when that God. was like s- such a huge thing. It was huge. It was massive. So I went from Australia, Dubai, London, Ireland, all through Canada, all through the US, uh, Bahamas, like everywhere. So I got to see the world, which is amazing. And uh, partied like crazy. I, <laughs> I mean, I was 21, 22. So it was like so much fun. And um, you know, I used to always say that I would never move to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Even when I was here, I was like this like small town girl. You know, we had like two traffic stops where I'm from. Oh. And so like the traffic would freak me out and having to like get a taxi places, like it just stressed me out. And I remember literally getting stuck downtown one time and calling the mansion, like bawling my eyes up, being like, I don't know where I am. Someone please come pick me up. That like, is so cute. It was awful. And then I started dating someone that lived here. Okay. And I was like, well, I'm just going to move down and just literally packed up all my stuff and, and moved here and never looked back. That is the sickest story I've ever heard. <laughs> like, that really is iconic. And especially for me watching you on TV, you're like living my dream, which is amazing. <laughs> well, thank you. It was a lot of fun. There was a lot of really good years, but it's getting better. I mean, yeah. what I'm doing now and, and everything that we've been working on for the last two years is like my pride and joy of like everything that I've done, you know, over the last 10 years. So yeah, I want to hear about that. So I want to hear so you have this outstanding career with Playboy, you move to Los Angeles, you appear on the hills, like what happens next? So I got into hospitality. And uh, I opened a nightclub. I was 24, 25. Wait, which one? AV. Oh, I know. I've heard of it. I have. Yeah, it it was. Yeah awesome it was like some of the best years of my life it was very very successful um and so I retired from modeling quote unquote um I quit my agency and and did a whole retire because I was you know I was an investor I was an owner I was also a boss so it was really hard being like this 24 25 year old uh woman and also doing like lingerie bikini modeling and I was working with all men um like all the other investors were men I was the only woman 
And so it was really difficult. And I thought that that would make it a little bit easier at yeah. the time. Um, so I retired from modeling and I fully just focused on on running the business. And uh, it was so much fun. I got to do all the costuming for the girls, all the photo shoots for the girls. Um, I ran all our VIP services and I was in the club every night. We had like amazing talent. Right. It was super, super fun. Um, and that just kind of led to a, a career more in hospitality. Um, I did take it a bit in college and mm -hmm. and it just is what I'm naturally good at. You know, everyone has like something like they do and they realize like, wow, I really know how to do this. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of uh, the hospitality industry for me. So um, then we opened another nightclub in Scottsdale and one in San Diego and then the restaurant Toca Madera uh, here in Hollywood. Yeah, and big popular restaurant for all of you listening. It's yeah. like a Hollywood hotspot and it has been for a few years. And in LA time, that's you yeah, know, a lifetime. <laughs> so I started the influencer program uh, there as well, which was like one of the first of its kind. It didn't used to exist like four years ago, um, where we would have, you know, influencers and models come in and we'd do these big fun brunches and it was really fun. Um, and so I became vegan about five, six years ago. Mm -hmm. And it's always been a passion of mine. I've been vegetarian my whole entire life. I've always loved okay. animals. I own a dog rescue. Like, you know, I'm just like, love, love, love animals. Um, and the more I uh, started educating myself when I became vegan, the more I started understanding how insane this whole world is of how we're brainwashed to be eating meat and dairy and eggs and like what it actually is and what it does to our bodies and what it does to the animals and what it does to the planet and like what a big uh, deal it was that people including myself, I was an animal lover. I was vegetarian. I owned a fitness company. I was a personal trainer. Like I really cared about my health. Yeah. I didn't even, you know, know any of it. Yeah. So I kind of made it my mission, not only to educate myself, but to educate others because I was like, I wish that I had known this 10 years ago. Right. You know, so I really started down that pathway and that kind of led us to our next project, which I've been working on for the last 15 months with an amazing group of women, um, which is a fully plant-based restaurant. Um, and we're 95% women owned, oh my I think, which uh, was a big deal for us. Uh, like I said, every project I've ever been involved in, I've been like the only uh, female investor and, and operator. And so when I started down this path of, okay, well now I'm having to get people to invest in like my idea and my project. Um, and the first thing I did was go to a couple guys that I knew that had money and it was like, oh, super easy. And then I was like, no, I'm doing what every other person does in this business and right. I don't want to do it that way. So we made like a, a wish list of, of, of amazing women and started reaching out to them and most had never invested before and like didn't, you know, know anything. And so we sat down and uh, I kind of just like went over everything. So I'm like, my first investment, I didn't know what I was doing either. I was like, yeah. here's my money. Cool. Hope for the best. Yeah. Like, Cross your fingers. Um, and so we started down this really long process of uh, getting this boss team of women together to run this business. And each person was hand selected and bring something amazing to the table. And uh, so now that part's done. Thankfully, I was like trying to Check. get, yeah, trying to raise money for a project is the least, uh, my least favorite part about running a business. Um, but yeah, so now we're in the process of construction for uh, this restaurant. And we're basically carbon neutral, which means uh, we run on solar panels, we uh, plant trees to offset uh, our carbon output. Um, all of our packaging and everything is biodegradable and super uh, minimalistic and eco-friendly. Uh, all the 
products we're using to build are recycled, reused. Um, and uh, we're doing all kinds of things to try and really make like ethical green business, but we're doing it in a way where we make money. Yeah, of course. <laughs> a lot of people see it where like, oh, if you're green, you're spending money. And it's like, not if you do it in the right way. Like we're yeah. doing it in a way where it's actually saving us so much money. So um, yeah, we're really excited for it. And uh, it'll probably be open like January. Holy shit, year. that's soon. Yeah. So you in 15 months have gotten together investors who basically never have invested. Yes. <laughs> You've hand selected all these women. You've constructed a restaurant. Yep. Oh, we're, my God. we're part of the way through the construction now. But um, yeah, it's been amazing. And we always say it's a Mexican restaurant. So mm -hmm. we're always like, you know, come in and eat a taco, save a life. Oh, I love that. Literally, you I want to give people an avenue where they can make a difference without really having to do something huge. Because the average person doesn't want to uproot their whole life or change their whole life yeah. to, you know, make a difference. And here you come in and you eat a meal. You really save a life. You save uh, square footage of rainforests. You save uh, CO2 emissions. You like there's just a laundry list of stuff that yeah. you help. And um, we also are working with this really cool program that feeds a vegan meal to a kid in an impoverished nation when you order. So it's like just from eating our food, which is amazing tasting, by the way, um, you save, you make such a huge difference in the world. So I'm like, if it's so easy to save the world, all you have to do is eat a taco, drink some horchata, oh my <laughs> have God. some agua fresca, some nachos, and it makes such a big impact on the world. Um, and that's our goal. That's really beautiful. <laughs> I feel like you're so savvy because there's no way with if someone told me that, that I wouldn't be eating there constantly all the time. Right? I'm like, that's how I feel. I'm like, you can make a difference and eat something awesome where you could go to like place A and make no difference and spend mm -hmm. your money and put it towards this. Um, I always say put your money towards the world that you want. So yeah. this way people will be supporting uh, women-owned business, locally-owned business, um, and just making a huge impact on the world at the same time. Oh. Oh my God. And so how do you, so you're, you're basically going into a, a restaurant business. How do you, how did you learn the culinary aspects of a restaurant? Like, what did you do? How did you make a menu? What was that process like? Yeah. So, uh, I've, all the restaurants that uh, I've been part of that we've opened, I've been uh, part of the curation of the menu and the drinks. Um, obviously, there's always a chef there that like knows, you know, the details. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and you do tastings and you, you basically start, uh, of your dream menu of like what you want to see. And then you work with an amazing chef. We have an amazing chef. He's Mexican, he's vegan, um, and he's super sweet. Mm -hmm. And so we have worked with him on creating this amazing uh, menu that also sets us up to have limited food waste because a lot of the time uh, with restaurants, the biggest problem financially and obviously for the environment is food waste. Yeah. So we've kind of constructed our uh, menu around limiting that. So we have almost no food waste projections. Um, but yeah, you just kind of, uh, it's something, like I said, I've always just been good at and understood. And over the last, how long has it been now? Eight years of, mm -hmm. of doing it. Um, you just learn. And if you love it, you just put hours and hours and thousands of hours of work towards getting better at it. And that's all you got to do. That's what I do. Yeah. You're really so savvy and smart. It's amazing. <laughs> I grew up in Louisiana and even I moved here about four years ago. I am being 100% honest when I can tell you I didn't know what vegan meant mm -hmm. and I have never met a vegan. 
Yeah. And it's now, fairly common. Isn't veganism growing by like it's massive. the ass loads? Yes. It's extremely, and I hate this term, but it's trending. Yeah, yeah. And some vegans get mad like, oh, well, it's just a trend. I'm like, listen, mm-hmm. I don't care why people go vegan. I just care that they go vegan. Yeah. I don't care if they do it for the animals. I don't care if they do it for their health. I don't care if they do it because of environmental reasons. Right. I don't care if they do it because their girlfriend does it and yeah. they are only doing it. As long as they do it, they're making a difference. But yes, it's massive right now. Every vegan company that has been created is absolutely crushing it. Like uh, Impossible Burger, Beyond Meat Burgers, yeah. they're sold out everywhere. They're just killing it. It's like taking over the world and it's so nice to see because sometimes when you're online especially and you post stuff about veganism you get an extremely negative reaction right and that can be uh overwhelming sometimes because it's hard for us to understand why people get so mad when you're just being like don't i don't eat animals and i'm happy so you can do this they're like no eat a steak Mm, bacon i'm like why are you so for killing animals like i understand if you want to eat animals right then you know you want to eat animals but why are you angry at someone else that's not eating them? Like, it's such a strange thing. I was going to ask you this exact thing. There was an article in Maxim recently. There was a man at a vegan festival, and so he's got a piece of steak. Some raw meat, raw liver. Yeah, Yeah. I saw it. And so he's doing that. And I don't understand what a person like that gets out of it, because that would be like me going to someone's church and doing whatever they didn't like, you know, I don't know what it is, <laughs> yeah. but like, imagine me going to someone's like place of worship or something, they're excited and enjoying something and doing the opposite. It's very strange. Um, it's got to be tough. It really has to be tough to have such a, a specific opinion online and yeah. having people come at you for it. The hardest it a brave thing, person, side note. It, it really yeah. has, you, you work up to it. Mm-hmm. You know, at the beginning when I was vegan, I didn't really talk about it very much. And it's so funny because everyone's like, oh, if they're vegan they'll tell you and I'm like Mm -hmm. there's a reason for that it's because we know things now that we didn't used to know and we wish we had known so we tell other people because we want other people to be educated it's not like I'm yelling at people just like oh don't eat steak I'm telling people why you shouldn't be eating it and it is in everyone's best interest like I personally don't gain anything from you or or this other person like changing their diet they gain something from it and the animals gain something from it the environment gains something from it but people feel like it's like this weird cult where we're brainwashed and we're trying to bring them over to the other side like we have something to gain from like them just not killing animals and it is very confusing so I try my hardest to focus on just educating people and not taking super offense to people that just hate people just because they're vegan it's hard to understand it's completely hard to understand it's like hating someone for anything that they believe in it's It's like hating you for having blonde hair like me for having brown hair it's like no it really does (laughs) it really does people will find any reason to hate people but just to hate a whole group of people and 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 i'm very heavily involved in the vegan community just because you're vegan doesn't make you a good person doesn't make you a bad person it doesn't make you a happy person a sad person it just makes you not kill animals that's literally the only thing that vegans share right and so when you hate the whole group of people it's like just it's very very bizarre and i saw on the post there was a couple um about that and people were like well that's what vegans do to us every day like talking about the guy like eating raw bloody meat right at a vegan festival and i'm like what <laughs> we do what like yeah, what i don't it? understand it's so confusing because 
they think we're like pushing our views on them. But I'm like, this is my page. You don't have to be here. Of course. You could be anywhere else in the world, but this is my personal page. I'm going to post about it. And if you don't like it and you don't want to be educated, by all means, you don't have to be. You can go somewhere else. Yeah. But like to come on and just like be like, oh, bacon. I'm like. Like, what does that Super. serve you? And shut up. Like, I'm like, just, and shut up. What an educated response. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to start eating meat now. You fooled me. <laughs> it's so crazy. I don't, so you traveled the world when you did the Playboy stuff to yeah. go back. Have you been to like country America? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so you know, like the idea of telling country America yes. to change their <clears throat> diet or maybe this would impact the, the environment in a negative way. Like just telling people from I want to say country America. I don't want to say middle America because there are amazing people in middle America and everywhere. Yeah. But um, God, that crowd is tough. It is very hard. And, and I grew up in a farm town. My mm-hmm. mom is still a farmer. She still lives in what Canada. What does she farm? Um, she has Highland cattle, which now are just free roaming because it took me a long time, but she's now vegan. Wow. And she's like a full So like, your mom activist. had a cattle farm. Cattle, chicken, wow. pigs, everything. And now she has like a 2,000 square foot organic non-GMO garden of vegetables that she sells at her little farmer's market. And oh she puts God. them out at the end of, you know, her farm and lets people just like take whatever they need. Um, she does still eat eggs because she has her own chickens, um, but she doesn't kill her chickens when they stop making eggs. Mm-hmm. And her chickens are spoiled rotten. I've been there. They have like 2,000, 3,000 square feet of free roaming area and like right, multiple cute. little homes. And they're just like spoiled rotten. Um, so I let her have that. I'm like, if you want to, it so grosses me out because I know what an egg is. <laughs> but like, if you want to yeah. do that by all means um but yeah it's hard it's really hard when you tell anyone to make a change or not tell someone but you offer uh, up what will be a good change in their life people don't want to change mm-hmm. doesn't matter if you're from middle america or you're from you know the west coast or east coast no one wants to change and and i feel like people that you know live in these like hunting you know steak and potato type mm-hmm. cultures uh they're basically brainwashed as we all are you know the milk commercials like milk makes strong bones and it's like actually milk gives you osteoporosis (laughs) it does the opposite of give you strong bones because it leaches the calcium out of your bones to alkalize your body so uh i was one of those people i you know i drank milk growing up and and it's not their fault you know it's really the media and it's the meat and dairy industry that spends billions literally with a B mm-hmm. every single year, um, influencing people through online articles and news uh, broadcasts and radio and all like stuff that you don't even notice that you're seeing the and bacon hearing. bacon wrapped shrimp on the American Heart Association <laughs> as a menu Oh, item. that, don't even get me started. I saw that on, on What the Health and I was like, oh shit. Yeah, What the Health does a good um, job. It, it, if we were to go down that rabbit hole, it goes very, very deep. But mm-hmm. um, I just encourage people, you know, it's hard to do your own research now because of all the falsities that are online put out by different companies. Yeah. I tell everyone to watch What the Health, uh, Forks Over Knives, Earthlings. Cowspiracy. Cowspiracy. Um, and one big thing about the environment that I always try and tell people, people see the planet as, and the environment as something that's like not their problem. Yeah. Like, but they oh, have kids at the same time. I have to, I oh, get so annoyed. <laughs> I know it's it's bad for the environment, but that's like that doesn't affect them. But yeah, I'm like, I'll have you understand kids, all the things that that we are as a species doing to the planet. The planet's gonna survive. 
we just won't be able to survive on the planet that we've created. Like this right. earth is going to be here long after humanity is gone. But we're creating a system where, you know, the clean waterways are almost gone now. Our ocean is going to be fishless in 25 years. Mm -hmm. um, what we depend on, we're running out of forest. Mm -hmm. um, we're killing the things that create oxygen for us. Like you can't live without oxygen. You just simply can't. The planet can live just fine without oxygen. Yeah. We human beings can't do that. I like that perspective. And I've never so heard anyone say that. It's crazy to me because people they always detach themselves from it. Like it's something that doesn't affect them. And I'm like, literally, you're not killing something else. You're killing yourself. Like we need the oxygen. We need the clean water. We need the proper temperature to survive. Humans are actually very fragile creatures. Mm -hmm. Like if we don't have clean water for like two days, we die. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Die. So naked I, and afraid. I try to. Yeah, they exactly. die quick. Like they're out. I try and tell people that I'm like, it's not even like you don't you don't want to be selfless and do it for the animals. Or you, fine. Do it for your own self. Like right. it's literally humanity. It's every single person on Earth. That includes you, your parents, your kids, your nephews, like your dogs, your pets, everyone. So right. try and make the connection. That's like the biggest thing. Yeah. When it comes to climate change, how do you, because climate <laughs> change has become such a political thing yes. that opponents are using it to, you know, politicize their yeah. campaign. But for me, for me, I don't understand how whoever you vote for, whatever, how you don't notice that um, erosion happens or how you don't notice that uh, species are dying when people are doing yeah, dangerous. It's a species. mass extinction. Yeah, how currently. you don't know that if those things can be true, how maybe you can like the climate can be affected. Yes, because I'm from Louisiana, <laughs> so we've watched like towns just go underwater. Yeah, so it's like a normal thing to watch the Earth change, and it mm -hmm. changed very quickly. It's easier for people to think that it's made up because yeah. then if you think you can't do anything about it it's less stressful too. True. You know, if you're like, oh, well, it's it's just earth, it's climate, that's just what happens. It's nothing to do with what we're doing. So we can just go about living how we're living, which isn't the case. Like, yes, of course, climate changes and the world changes, but right now it's changing because of us. It's changing because of what we're doing to the planet, what we're putting out into the planet, what we're taking from the planet. And I always say, listen, don't even argue over whether it's real or it's not real. Mm -hmm. You can see things are happening. Yeah. If you can make a difference and you can make these steps towards cleaner air and cleaner, cleaner water, what's the downside? What, you know what I downside? mean? There's no downside. Like it helps with climate change. Great. Climate change doesn't exist. You still have cleaner air. You still have cleaner water. You still have lower temperatures. There's literally no downside. Like the downside of not doing it is that we all die as a species. Every single person on earth Major. literally <laughs> dies. Yeah. So our kids, especially I, our kids. Yes. Because people having grandkids. children and I, I don't understand. It, the children part pisses me off because I don't get how people can have children and then make yeah. no effort to do something for the world. Yeah. And maybe I feel mm -hmm. like sometimes my effort isn't, isn't even great, but I'm like, I'm not making a kid yet. Yeah. You mm. know, it, it is worse, of course, when you if you have children, because, you know, if you're also not educating your children on what's going on in the world, you're doing two disservices. One is, you know, you're putting more people on this planet that are doing damage because they don't know any better. Mm -hmm. uh, and two, they're not going to have a planet to look forward to. And their kids aren't going to have a planet because it's going to be 150 degrees in Los Angeles and we're not going to be able to grow food and it's never going to rain because it's flooding over in another part. And it's like, uh, yeah, so if you have children, it's very important that you educate yourself and at least try to make a difference. And yeah. and everyone, you know, always says, oh, like one person is not going to make a difference. Like you being vegan isn't going to make a difference. I'm yes, like, it does. Of course it does. Yes, it's it does. like 
that is the that's the only difference that you can make (laughs) literally is like change how you what you eat change how you go about your daily tasks and it makes a massive massive amount of difference and not only in your own personal stuff but the people that you influence like I have you know so many friends that have gone vegan and stopped using straws and have reusable water bottles and stuff because um I've led by example and, yeah. and and taught them about it. And so now they do it. And then they go back into their world and they teach their mom, their dad, their sister, their best friend, their boyfriend. And it spreads so quickly and it makes such a dramatic change. Like that's really the only way that we're going to make a difference is, you know, stopping the demand of all of these uh, products and and things that are destroying the planet and killing these animals and um you know, it makes a huge difference. Every single person on the choices that they make every day. I'm like, think about living for 80 years. The food that you eat three, four, five times a day, every single it's day, 365 days a year for 80 years. Like, you don't think that's going to make a difference? Yeah. Like, a huge difference. And then your little clan of, like, five people with you? Exactly. Yeah. And then, like, the people around you. And like I said, it just, you plant a seed. It spreads, like, wildfire. I mean, my one really good friend, Tina Louise, like I mentioned, she went vegan about a year and a half ago. And she's a huge activist now. And there are hundreds of people that have gone vegan now because mm-hmm. she's been posting about it and talking about it and, you know, going to these vegan festivals with me and meeting people that are like, I went vegan because I saw you post, you know, the Slaughterhouse video or... Um, you know, some fact about veganism. Yeah. And so now all those hundreds of people are going out. And so that's another reason why vegans talk so much about being vegan, because look at the impact it has. Right. Yes, it will piss some people off, but like eventually it will wear you down. It wore me down. I didn't want to go vegan when I first went vegan at all. Really? <laughs> yeah. Really? I used to eat so much cheese and eggs and like I didn't want to go vegan and cutting it just like. Cutting cheese is hard. Not cutting the cheese, but like <laughs> quitting the cheese is yeah. very hard. Um, yeah. Because I, I tried a vegan diet for like a few months. I'm still very non-meat mm-hmm. and I'm doing a but like that bread. Products oh, made with milk most, and eggs are really tough. You to know kick. what though? Most bread is vegan. Oh, you can get uh, Oreos are vegan, right? Oreos are vegan. (laughs) Uh, Most bagels are vegan. I eat so many bagels. Mm -hmm. Um, Pasta. uh, The only pasta that doesn't that isn't vegan is like freshly made. It will usually have egg in it. But like all the dried pasta you buy in stores that you make Mm -hmm. is all vegan already. Yeah. So people consume so much vegan food already. They don't even know. And they're like, ew, vegan food. I'm like, do you eat an apple? Do you eat, yeah. do you eat a peanut butter and jam sandwich? Yeah. Do you eat like spaghetti with, you know, uh, tomato sauce on it? Like there's so many things that you're already eating that are vegan. You don't even think about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, vegan cheese now is has made huge strides because I'm a huge cheese person. Uh, Follow Your Heart uh, is so good. Uh, there's they have shreds that like melt so you can make pizza and like Ooh. everything else they have slices for grilled cheese I make grilled cheese all the time um, chow kite hill does a cream cheese that's like the best cream cheese I've ever had and soft cheese is like ricotta and stuff for doing like stuffed pasta shells oh that trust me cool. I don't miss any food yeah. <laughs> I make absolutely everything like I eat mac and cheese I even do like hot wings Satan. Oh I love the veggie grill um, vegan wings. Like the yeah, veggie they have pretty good ones too. Those are so good. Um, I want to ask a question for my listeners. So yes. if you are in a smaller town, you're in mm-hmm. middle America and you're trying to do something better for the environment or animals or even your own diet yeah. or those around you, like what is your, what are your steps or your tricks or hints to tell for people sure. like that? So 
it's not an all or nothing thing. Sometimes people are like, oh, I tried, I failed, so I just went back to eating normal. Mm-hmm. Every single time you put something in your mouth, it makes a difference. So it doesn't have to be an all or nothing. The more fruits and veggies and and grains and legumes and non-animal products that you consume, the better. Um, the other thing is that ask your restaurants and your grocery stores. If there is a demand for something, people will supply it. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you go in and you say, hey, do you have this, you know, Gardein vegan chicken wings and they don't have it every time you ask they tell someone and if you request it enough grocery stores will start carrying it. That's a good idea. So my like I said my family lives in this super tiny little town and my mom went into a grocery store and constantly requested um, a couple different vegan products and now they're all there. And they're selling out like crazy. So now they're like, oh, wow, look at these vegan products. They're selling out. They're ordering more. Oh, yeah. And so it just takes someone to to ask. And same with restaurants. I don't know if you notice, like, in L.A., all these restaurants that aren't vegan. But people are like, oh, do you have vegan options? Do you have vegan? Now they have oh, a vegan yeah, menu. Oh, yeah, they all have a vegan Now options. they have a vegan menu because the, the demand is there. But if people aren't asking for it, then they don't know. And also for restaurants, I tell people this all the time because when I travel, I go to places outside of LA that don't have any vegan options on the menu and I just tell them I'm vegan what can you do and they'll be like oh okay let's talk to the chef and so they'll come back and be like oh make these crazy stir fries and pastas like amazing food Mm -hmm. you just had to ask for it like don't be shy don't just like look at what's on the menu like that's not the only thing that they can make for you like it's hospitality like they'll make you whatever you you know that better than anyone Mm -hmm. so you just got to ask for it And like I said, every little bit makes a huge difference. So don't be discouraged if you break and you have, you know, cheese one day. It's like every single meal makes a huge difference. So just keep at it. (laughs) Wow. I think you're really so incredible. What? Because to me, you started out this model on TV, stunning them, all this stuff. You're still the same. But look at the what you're actually doing you're a business owner now you've had successful businesses you're trying to make an impact on the world you are you're educating all of these people like what would you say how do you deal with like haters who say oh you know you're just some hot girl shut up but look at all the hats you wear like look at all of what you've just taught or explained to me like what would you say to those people it happens all the time and I know you get this too because you're on Instagram and Mm -hmm. you know you post bikini photos as soon as there's a bikini photo on your Instagram you're immediately only a bikini Instagram model you do nothing else in your life Mm -hmm. and uh, I get that a lot when you know I'll I'll do little uh, lives or videos about you know politics or environment environmentalism or you know something that's happening in the news climate change veganism anything and people are like you don't know anything you're just and I'm like actually I have been educating myself on this for six years my guess is that I know much more than you do on this topic but it's very very it's difficult when people come at you and treat you like you don't know what you're talking about it's uh it's very overwhelming but I just try and always stick with the facts that's what I say I'm like I stick with the facts. I always respond and just, you know, list factual stuff that's not my personal opinion. So you can't, you know, argue with me. I'm not a scientist. You're totally right. But here are some scientists and here are their studies that right. you can reference. Um, so, yeah, I just try and stick to facts and, and send it to people. And, and you know, I even last year I took the plant-based nutrition course at Cornell to, like, further oh, wow. educate myself on um you know, the scientific part of it, of what it does uh, to our bodies, especially with disease, because I want to be able to educate people to the best of my ability, because I get a lot of questions <laughs> about stuff. And um, and sometimes I'll post something like a fact that's pretty well known, and people will be like, you're so dumb. I'm like, Am I? It, ta- <laughs> <laughs> it takes so much strength to just be like, 
actually, sir, if you just go onto the World Health Organization website, you will see that meat causes cancer. Right. You don't take my word for it. Sure. You want to think that I'm stupid? By all means. But please educate yourself. And like sometimes I'll send references. I'll be like, read this that. and then come back at me and have this conversation because I can't have this conversation with you until you've at least have Prepared. an under degree in all these yeah. topics. <laughs> and so... Uh, it's challenging. You just reminded me to do that. I used to I used to be more clever and do that on Facebook. <laughs> One time someone commented and he, he told me I was a slut and I had AIDS or something. Oh and God. I sent him, I was like, actually, are here's so sad. the you know, American Association of STDs, whatever it was. And I was like, this is how you have sex. Maybe you should do a little bit of research because it's, it's clear you don't know how this works. Yeah. And it was a really good comeback. Because facts just like you can't, well, I want to say you can't argue with them. However, some people, people choose do. to. <laughs> but most of the time, it shuts people up pretty quickly. Um, and so that's kind of my default. And it allows me to try and like separate myself from being offended and, and not feeding into that like angry vegan stereotype that people make right. of us. Yes. And that's what I wanted you to come on, especially to bring. Because yeah. you're so stunning and you've got such an impact and such a message to send. And I think people always typecast a vegan as an angry person. And yeah. why does sexy have to limit you from being all these other things? I don't know. It I don't have like answers for that. And that's kind of what theme. we're going with this business. Like all of the investors that we have are hot and they're, some of them are models, you know, some of them are, you know, adult film stars, some of them, they're all beautiful and have no problem showing their body. And I want people yeah. to know, like, you can be smart, you can be a business owner, you can make a change in the world, and you can be hot and be proud of your body at the same time. Like, you don't have to be modest to be respected or taken seriously, or to be well educated. It's like, some of these guys sitting back in their like lawn chair with their beer resting on their stomach that have, you know, <laughs> no idea uh, about any of the stuff we're doing shit talking us being like you're just a bikini model I'm like what are you yeah <laughs> like no we're not just a bikini model but even still that's amazing you work hard enough on your body and it's like being a model is not an easy thing no, in it's, itself yeah. but every single girl that I know you included that model or you know have these big social media followings it's like you don't fall into followers no, you have you to work on that shit. Yeah. You don't fall into just knowing how to take photos, knowing what to post, when to post, you know, fall into having this like a good body and perfect hair and makeup. Like you work on that stuff. Meeting the right people is so mm -hmm. much work. Networking, getting out there. It's like there are so many beautiful girls that don't have big Instagram followers. It's not just because people are like, oh, you're just a hot girl. You post. Big no, yeah, here's a check. You're yeah, cute. exactly. I wish that's what happened. Like, yeah. I would just spend all day working out and, like, always, like, right? getting all ready if people just paid me to be cute. Like, that's not how it works. And, and like I said, it's really – it's something that I want to break the mold of people thinking if you show skin as a woman, you are just either, you know, a slut mm -hmm. or stupid. Like, right. you can't literally be anything else. So we're really trying hard with this company to break that mold. And uh, once it gets a little closer to being open, you know, you guys will, everyone will meet more of our wait. investors and our owners and, and see, uh, you know, some of the really cool stuff that, that we're working on as a team and uh, working to, you know, get rid of that stereotype that's Hell attached yeah. to us. <laughs> no, I really can't wait. So can, do you have a name already? Here we go. It's called, okay, this is the first time oh! I've announced it. Exclusive. Very exclusive. Uh, it's called Sugar Taco. Oh my God, I love it. Thank you. So cute. Um, and we do have a social media set up. Uh, it's Sugar Taco LA, I think is our Twitter and our Instagram. And 
it's at the beginning stages, but if you want to follow, you can kind of watch us grow. We're, yes. we're really going to be posting a lot about, you know, behind the scenes stuff of um, what we're doing and really how hard it is to build and start a business, especially yeah. when you're doing it, you know, hands on doing right. it yourself um, and to all of our amazing investors and, and team members are. And, you know, we're doing tastings. We're going to Mexico to taste tequila and we're doing all sorts of really fun yeah. stuff. So. Yeah, I'm not, you know, we hold meetings on the beach. Like we don't, oh, we it. don't need to have like a boardroom and suits and ties. Like that's not how business is done in right. 2018. So we don't try and make ourselves seem like something we're not. We're just like, let's go, you know, swim in the ocean and then we'll chill in our bikinis with some tequila and have a business meeting. <laughs> like, I love and that. we come up with amazing creative stuff to do that way. And, and I don't think that it should be, you know, set in any form of like, this is what you have to do to be a business owner. Right. So oh yeah, lots of cool stuff. You're really such an inspiration. I know right that's cheesy, you, but you really are. <laughs> I can't wait to see how your restaurant turns out. I can't wait to see everything you do in the next coming years. Thank you've already you. accomplished so much. Um, where can all my listeners follow you? I'm sure they already do. I am Jade Nicole with a Y, J-A-Y-D-N-I-C-O-L-E on everything. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're all going to give you a follow like I already do, but thank you so much for coming. Of course. Thank that's you for love. having me. Can't wait to have a taco. Yes. Yeah, I'm so 100%. excited. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Eyes Up Here. You can catch this filmed on eyesupheretv.com here at the Focus TV studios. See you next time. <laughs>